0: Yo, it's your boy the real Di. Thoughts myself podcast. Yeah, y'all ready to go down this rabbit hole with your boy? I know you all, man. That's why you're here. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me, your boy the Di what's going on everybody it's your boy DeVille DI from your favorite podcast thoughts by DeVille DI and today is promised I got here with me Kevin Bookman author of Beyonders Genesis and uh it's a nice day today so we decided to take this interview outside so hey say hello to the people hey what's going on now uh let's just go ahead and jump into it so, just to give the people idea of a little background on you, where you're uh, you from?
1: I'm from Los Angeles. I grew up in L.A. What, uh, what? Go ahead. I moved to Atlanta in the early 90s and been here ever since.
0: What was it like for you growing up in L.A.? I
1: uh, mean, it was rough. We, uh, <laughs> I grew up in the 80s in L.A. in the, in the heart of the gang
0: violence and, and everything going on. So, it was pretty rough back then, but I survived. So... Coming up in that type of environment, a similar environment to what I came up in, how did you get into, you know, the the comic book world or the or the or the hero style world of fantasy?
1: I was just always into cartoons. I liked cartoons growing up, and um, I I loved like Super Friends and Thundercats and those type of, of, of cartoons. So I I started collecting comic books, and I was big on Superman and Hulk. I had a few. Uh, I had some Marvel comics, but more so than anything, I had DC, so I started kind of paying attention to that. And then when they started with this movie thing, mm-hmm. I started getting really, really involved in, in, in trying to catch just about every superhero movie that they made.
0: So for the, the comics and the, and, the, and the superhero movies and cartoons, was that for you like an, an escape from things that was going on? Because like for me, the video games and football and, and comics, that was like how I kind of, separated myself from things that might have been happening in my neighborhood? Was it like a getaway thing? Was it just a
1: kind Yeah, in a way, you know, I've always kind of been a loner. So it it was one of the things that, you know, my friends would be out doing certain things. I'd go home to watch a certain cartoon and then I'd come out and play once that was done. Or, you know, I used to like to draw. So I would draw, you know, certain heroes and stuff. I had some buddies, we used to make our own little comic books when we was in elementary school or our little versions of them and stuff. So yeah, I was, I was big on that. I, you know, I wasn't really. I didn't really get myself mixed up too much in the gang stuff. I just, one thing, I stayed in a blood neighborhood, but I like wearing blue, so it didn't really, it didn't really die much coming up. But you know, we did uh, martial arts and, and a lot of different things to kind of keep us busy. But nah, man, I just, I just always was just into certain characters and stuff, so it kind of stuck with me throughout my life. Even, even after my my first son was born, I um. At a certain age, we started collecting action figures and stuff. Yeah. We got a nice little assortment of action figures in my garage right now. So. Yeah, my,
0: my thing used to be Voltron and... Uh, I got uh, a Voltron.
1: Thundercats. The <laughs> Voltron got, and hey man, Cats. I
0: got all that stuff, and it's still unopened. It's still in the packages. So, what led you to the creation of The Beyonders?
1: Well, like I say, um, I was big on the movies. And um, at work, I, some of my coworkers and I found out that we had common interests in, in watching a lot of these films. So we would always critique these movies after we watched them. And there were certain things about a lot of these movies that we just didn't like. It just didn't seem like it was enough representation for people of color. And it just seemed like, you know, um, the traditional Superman, Iron Man, Spider-Man, yeah. Hulk, they were all white guys. I yeah. mean, you know, we didn't have anybody to look like us, but we loved the movies. And, you know, and, and it, it was based on, you know, a love of characters, but we just didn't have any representation. So one day we started talking and we decided that, hey man, the best way to affect change is to do it ourselves. Yeah. So we decided, all right, look, let's form this this our own little entertainment company, and let's write some books. So that's what we did. We formed a uh, Master Dream LLC. Uh, me, and Dominique Fagan, um, Charles, uh, uh, Charles Marcus Washington, and um, and Eric Harris, and um, we started writing our own stories. So basically the way we made it is within our story we all have our own characters and our own uh, people so within our stories we can use each other's characters anytime we want to yeah. So it's one big massive universe is what the massive dream is so yeah. that's kind of how we got started with that all right so what what is a beyond what a beyonder is an enhanced being that powers are beyond well beyond anything any human could have i mean it's and it consists of, my roster consists of traditional monsters like werewolves and vampires and hybrids and kitsunes and different things like that. There are some godlike beings that mm-hmm. were affected by radiation and, and other different things. There are actual uh, Egyptian gods and goddesses.
0: It's, it's a variation of beings,
1: but all of them's powers are, are way beyond those of what any human could ever hope to achieve.
0: Now, you, you spoke about diversity and creating you know, a representation for us in in that fantasy world. So, what would the Beyonders like? What What does that? What does that group of individuals look like?
1: Well, a lot of them um, are basically, you know, it's different nationalities. It's, it's, it's a it's an ethnically rich, diverse cast of characters. Um, you got Haitians. You got Africans. You've got white guys, black guys, Latinos, Germans, Russians. It's, it's all different variations. Yeah. And they, you know, of course, some of them are say like, some of them have dual personalities and dual individuals. It's like, you know, one might be, you know, he's got his werewolf form and his mm-hmm. human form and, and, you know, vice. It's, it's a lot of different characters with a lot of different, uh, uh,
0: different uh, uh, personalities, so, split, split personalities. You know? So, so like, let's say Marvel or whatever, they have, they 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 have a bunch of characters. But then they have that main set of characters. You know the Avengers. Right. How many uh, uh, staple characters are there in the uh, Beyonders? About twelve. About twelve. It's about twelve total. That, that
1: one in particular that the whole universe kind of revolves around, and his name is Nero Aureli. Okay. And Nero is a is a 400 year old African king that was affected by this living energy from a, a meteor that had crashed in his homeland mm-hmm. thousands of years prior. He awakened this energy and it basically consumed itself within him and gave him the ability to basically uh, control 100%
0: of his brain potential. Okay. So literally anything he can think of, he can do. So the the, uh, the book that you currently are, are promoting, Beyond Beyonder's Genesis, Nero is the main focus of this book? Nero is the main character of my entire
1: Beyonder universe. Every other character in some way or another is linked to Nero.
0: Now is this book like the uh, origin story for Nero or? This book is basically the introductory of several of the main characters. Nero is
1: basically the main headliner in this this original book but it introduces about maybe 10 to 12 other characters that are Mm -hmm. key. To, to, the, to the universe.
0: Yeah, and the, but just to be specific, this is a book, not a comic.
1: No, this is not would, a comic, this is a sci-fi novel.
0: Would you be, uh, are you thinking about ever turning it into we're, something like a comic? We're actually
1: working on that right now. Um, it's probably due to drop, we estimate, by the end of 2020. And what it's gonna be is, it's gonna be five of the top characters uh, gonna have their own standalone stories. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what, but it's gonna be limited edition volumes. So that, that's gonna be hot.
0: Alright. So one of the things that I liked about the book was that diversity, that it, it was just so many um so many different representations of different cultures right. and different people in there because like you said, a lot of times we get that traditional six foot, you know, six foot tall, two hundred five pound blonde white male as the main character. Especially in a movie where it's supposed to be about an African character. Look at God of Egypt. Yeah, you know, it was no,
1: no black guy. One, well, one black guy, but he wasn't really, you know, he wasn't a main character. Um, to me, you know, our thing was though. If you look at Black Panther, Black Panther was a big hit worldwide because mm-hmm. it it affected something different in this genre. It, it had, you know, the representation of, of how they portrayed black people. A lot of people, especially like overseas, they'd never even seen black people portrayed in a in a positive manner. It was always gangs and violence and, and robbing and yeah. killing and all that. They, so when they saw this, it was a pleasant surprise to a whole lot of people. But, you know, that was another thing that we discussed because we saw how how much that affected a lot of people and how big of a deal it was for people. But just think, what if every race had a character to represent them? What, yeah. if, you, what if you could go, if, if you were Asian, or, 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 or German, or Russian, or French, or whatever you may be, what if you could go to the movies and see yourself represented on the screen by some hero or by some being that, you know, whose, whose powers was, was so phenomenal that nobody could, could do anything, you know, with them? Yeah. It, 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 it would bring out a whole lot more uh, good feelings toward this industry and it would change the, the way that this industry has always been.
0: noticed that this was the book was titled "Beyonders Genesis Volume One." How many volumes are to this uh, this story or this series? It's gonna be a total of five. Uh, we're working on. I'm, I'm one chapter
1: away from complete completing chapter uh, the manuscript for volume two right now, and it's called "Perilous Endeavors." Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's gonna be a total of five, and um, it's, each one is is deep. I, my goal is to. Connect people with individual characters. You know, Ooh. my mother. Um, in this first book. My mother was an English minor, so she edited the book for me, and she just fell in love with the characters yeah. that she was reading. I mean, she called me up. Well, you're not gonna turn this one evil, are you? I'm like, she was just so so drawn in. So everybody <laughs> that I know, all my my friends and my family that bought the book, they're amazed at, uh, at how I connected the characters and and how it, you know you get drawn into the stories. One of my coworkers, Mary, that works in the bakery. Saying that um, she had burned up a, a lot of meals trying to read this and, and mm-hmm. cook at the same time, so it kind of draws you in. You want to see what's happening. Every, every chapter kind of ends with a little bit of a cliffhanger.
0: Yeah, I, I was talking. I was talking to Brandon actually before we started, and he was saying that he went to. uh He was planning on reading the chapter. Yeah. And he ended up reading like half the book at yeah, one time. Yeah. He said he couldn't stop. And yeah. it was definitely one of those because I honestly I do a lot of reading on the toilet. Yeah, it's a quiet time. I do a lot of writing. On you the know, place. I don't take my phone in the in the restroom with me because you know, just my German germaphobe tendencies. Right. So I'll have, I'll keep a book in there, yeah. and I sit there. Then you know, next thing you know, your legs start getting numb. Yeah. And, and it's like I got to get up out of here. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a good book. Now, do you plan on doing anything with it outside of just being a book? We've actually got a script being perfected
1: right now. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to make a series of movies based on these books. Um, A friend of mine that, like a big brother of mine out in L.A., uh, Rick Williams, a guy I grew up with, um, basically has been working in the entertainment industry for most of his life. At Mm -hmm. least least I know just about all of my life. He's a little older than me. But um, he has all kind of connections. So he turned me on to... uh, um, Writer that well, really a director that he knew from Los Angeles. That was out here because Rick was actually originally from Atlanta. So he came to visit and took me to meet his guy. And I sat and talked to the guy. And he had he was working on a project and he took some time to kind of sit and, and hear what I had to say. And he looked at me as I was telling him what I had in mind and how I was going to do it. He was like, "Man, you had me hooked in five minutes." Yeah. He was like, "What can I do?" He said, first off, this is before the book was ever was out. I was still doing the manuscript." He said. Send me a copy of the manuscript. Let me read it. I, I'll sign whatever waivers you want me to sign, or just, you know, and, and, and disclosure and whatever else. And but just send it to me because I'm I'm real interested in this. He's yeah. like, he's like, as you tell me about it, I can visualize, you know, what's going on. So he ended up. I sent him the manuscript. He hit me up. He was like, man, this is crazy. He was like, as I read it, I can vision how I would shoot it. Yeah. He said, I want to be on board. I want to be on the team. You know, holler at me. I'll do this. I'll, you know, whatever it takes. So. He started working on the script and I didn't really, you know, did, I, I, I'll admit that originally I had no idea of going in this direction. Our main mm. thing really was to write books. Yeah. We were gonna make books um, and see, you know, and, and, and make that really the, the, the thing. But as I started talking to people that actually work in the industry, they were just adamant that, hey man, y'all y'all need to make this into a movie. So I started working with this guy and I started um kind of checking around to see what. How much it costs to write scripts? And yeah. man, you—I I had no idea it was so expensive to write scripts. Is you know? it? Hey, man, I talked to uh, a couple of comedians. Uh, Anthony Thomas, uh, yeah, Anthony Thomas was one of them. He was saying that the script should probably run anywhere between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars. I'm like,
0: to write a script? And that's that's for a script. That's for a script based, based on about, the book yeah, that you've and it's, already it's told exactly, the story. It is
1: not even like, you know, there. That's a guarantee of much, but. You know, in our situation, I have no doubt that this is gonna hit because I know it's I know it's great. Yeah. I know it's great. And, and and everybody that reads it knows it's great. And so we're not worried about getting funding and whatever else. Because once this script is perfected, it's gonna be the question is gonna be who are we going to let fund us? Yeah. Because it, it's it's just it's gonna be that big. This is something that's gonna change people's lives. This is gonna change careers, this is gonna change the industry, this is gonna make some people really take notice and 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 uh, Marvel and DC got to step the game up after this yeah. because this is gonna go places that they never went. so you know it's it's, it's really it's, it's an exciting time for us um, I got a lot of good people that are you know that are involved in this and um, my my partners at massive dream um, they, they're working on their own uh, books and their own uh, stories and different things. Uh, Eric Harris actually has a comic that he brought out um, that came out about a month ago, and he's working towards, you know, getting that, getting that uh, uh, distributed. But um, it, it's it's a lot going on with us. Um, Charles Washington is getting ready to finish up his book, his first book, and it'll be out. And eventually, we'll all start working on some of these movies together. But but the initial movie will be basically based on my characters. Um, and we'll see, you know, exactly how we tie the rest of them in. Because I've, I've used a few of Charles' characters in, in, in the first, or not the first volume, but the second volume. Mm-hmm. So, like I say, our, our characters kind of interlink with each other. And, and you know, that's the, that's the beauty of having four guys with creative minds. It, it, it's not just one person. You can, you know, we get together and we can brainstorm a few stories and a few characters. And, and, it, and it really works well because we all seem to gel pretty good with our ideas.
0: Is there any particular uh, studio that you want to work with, or you're trying to work with? Or can you talk about that at this point? Uh, I can't say much
1: about it. The only thing I can say is this is going to be a mega budget, the, so it, it's it's not something that just any studio can take on. It's going to have to be one of the big boys. And you know, the whole thing with us, like I say, this is such a great project that these these guys are going to want to fund this. They're not going to. There's not going to be any question as to know whether or not we can get it funded or not. I talk to my director all the time. He's he's like, nah, we ain't gotta talk to people like this or people yeah. like that. We we we're going straight for the big time because this is this is major. This is made this is gonna take a major budget to make because of the, the, the special effects that's gonna have to take place is you know CGI is expensive. It is. And it's gonna be it it's gonna be a lot of CGI is gonna have to be because when you're talking about a character that a, that has hundred percent control of his brain potential and the things that he can do, that's that has to be spectacular,
0: Definitely. and it is, <laughs> and it will be. Now, perfect world, perfect scenario, that the movie, beyond Beyonders, what would that cast look like? What? Well, the
1: main character, Nero Aureli, was written for Idris Elba to play. Um, as I designed that character, because he has two personalities. Mm-hmm. In, he, his, in his everyday world, he's Cyrus Black, uh, tycoon, the richest man That the world has ever known uh, He's so diversified that He owns a little piece of everything yeah. But his original Alter ego Is Nero Aureli, African king Whose parents were murdered And he basically was the heir To the throne of the richest kingdom in Africa mm-hmm. So He has two personalities And, and of course Nero is, is almighty So you know it's a it's, it's, a, it's a vast, you would never know that Cyrus Black was actually Nero Aureli because yeah. he has the ability to change his his form, his look, you know, he, he can, like I say, he can do anything that he wants to do. So now through the years, he kind of passes his, his identity down every 50 years or so, he changes his appearance. So right now he's Cyrus Black, 50 years ago, he might've been Cedric Black or mm-hmm. Jacob Black or, or Jonathan Black, whoever it may have been. So,
0: He's basically creating his own lineage. Creating his own lineage, exactly.
1: Yeah. Because he's the last of his bloodline.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> That's dope right there. Mm-hmm. Now, the 2nd we're going into the second volume. Would that be still focusing on Nero or is it, it going to expand into a different character?
1: Well, it, it kind of evolves a little bit. It's mostly still about Nero because, like I say, everything is kind of linked to Nero. But it kind of expands because there are some new enemies introduced. Um, there's some new plots that really, really, kind of thicken during this this point in time, and there's a lot of betrayal in book two that's, yeah. that's going to be revealed. So Nero, because of the way his parents were, were taken from him, is not a very trusting guy, yeah. and he's not very forgiving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the rage of Nero is real.
0: Um, when you think of Nero, think of vengeance, because that's what he's about. Yeah. And that's that's one of the the, the cool parts is that a lot of times we get these cookie cutter characters to where it's just like, he's just the pure heartedest, one don't wanna hurt a fly. Like if you think about Captain America. Right. Captain America is, is probably one of the more popular and most boring heroes exactly. at the same exactly. time because he's so He has, he has no personality. At all. None at all. But, but then you have like a, a Tony
1: Stark who was he was arrogant exactly yeah yeah. had a little bit of attitude a little bit of swag about himself but at the end
0: of the day i'm still going to do what needs to be done but i'm doing it under my terms well nero's
1: nero's wealth makes tony stark look like a damn uh uh, uh, welfare case yeah yeah (laughs) yeah nero has like a startup yeah nero has a whole lot going on in his life um but you know once again the whole thing uh is based on nero being the main character in this in this in these stories but he has other characters that are key to what he's doing um, they affect him in, in, in different ways he has some friends you know he made some made some friends along the way he has a ton of enemies but he more than anything else he's got people that fear him because of his abilities and and, and what they find out volume one kind of gives you a glimpse of what his powers are and, and what he can do with with minimal effort yeah as the volumes go on, you really see, <laughs> because it's really gonna evolve. He's really gonna go in and do some things that's gonna have people shocked. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, are you doing anything or you have any plans to put any type of content on YouTube?
1: Yeah, we're working on that right now. Um, we, we're getting ready to do a little YouTube channel, for a little a weekly show, kind of talking about different individual characters each week, um, describing maybe what they got going on kinda of trying to introduce people to who they are and, and you know, get them out there. Also, um, we're working on putting together a couple of series for Netflix once the original okay. movie goes out, um, some of the, the secondary characters like Mekon, the hybrid, um, Lucian Amos, the, the, the bounty hunter slash werewolf, um, a couple of them are coming together in some in some origin stories that we're talking about, you know, how they became who they are and, and, and these two particular characters are, are linked. Basically by blood So yeah. it's kinda It's kinda it's, it's crazy on how Mekon Mekon is the first Hybrid Introduced to the world And the way that what, he was created Lucian, What do you mean
0: by hybrid?
1: He's half werewolf Half vampire mm-hmm. And he was The way he was inter, The way he was created Lucian played a direct uh, Part in, in In his creation So They kinda have a A love hate uh, Relationship um, They don't they, Neither one of them Really knows how to feel About the other but they're, they're linked together and in, in, you know, in, in times of necessity, they, they actually come together and, and, and help each other from time to time. All
0: right. Now, this is just a, a side question I'm interested in. Uh, in dealing with different studios and different people, having to show them your work, are you running, running into, and this is for like some of the, the younger people who may be trying to get into writing books or scripts or anything like that. When you're dealing with these Major corporations or entities or whatever you look at it, do you run into anybody uh, that's trying to take your work, or you feel like has tried to take your work and take the the, the, the change the direction that you had the vision that you had for it, or are they nah, just letting you rock?
1: Not yet. Um, we hadn't we hadn't run across that yet. Um, hopefully, we won't, because um, we are prepared for those type of situations. Yeah it would go down if yeah. somebody tried to do something like that. So, no, we, we haven't had that issue, and, and, you know, hopefully we won't. I've heard a lot of horror stories about, you know, certain people, some one of them local here in Atlanta that, that's been known to try to steal people's work and then yeah. tell them, well, sue me. Well, I, you know, I, like I said, I grew up in South Central L.A., so it might go a little bit farther than suing you if you try to pirate my shit. But, yeah. but you know, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's one of those situations where we... We've been blessed and we haven't had to really deal with, with anything like that, but it is real. Yeah. I've heard a lot of bad stories about people that would try to come and, and, and take your work. And you can sue them, you know, but, you know, some of them feel like that their money is longer than yours and, yeah, and they'll, they'll outlast out you or, yeah. or at, at the end of the day, they'll buy you out because, but they already know that, that it's, it's great material. So if they buy you out, they're still gonna make a lot more money off of this than anything else. When we first decided to put this together, um, before I, before me and uh, My cousin and business partner, Marvin Jackson Formed uh, KB1 Entertainment LLC, which is our own personal uh, Entertainment company mm-hmm. um, When I was just rocking with Massive Dream, which I also Have ownership of um, We were, one of the main things That Eric and Charles And, and uh, Dominique and I talked about was No matter how much money we're offered We're not selling our material yeah. Because we know what we have We know how great it is, we know where it can go we, we, We're looking at Thirty years worth of movies in, in this material that we have right now, and, yeah. and, and it's growing. So there's no way in the world. I don't care if you offered me a hundred million dollars right now for for this. It's, it's not going to happen because I know the potential and I know what it's going to go. I
0: know what it's going to grow into. Yeah, and that's great because that's that's one thing that I've been trying to get out to people in different just whatever ventures they're doing. Is a lot of people get short, short-sighted and they look for that that here dollar that versus that, that long-term dollar. Yeah, that, that's not going to do
1: it. This this is something. That we're trying to do not only just for us and our own personal gain. Um, it's you know, it, it, it's it's generational. You know, I want to pass this down to my kids and my kids' kids and my kids' kids' yeah. kids. So you know, and, and, and everybody that's involved in the project. This is something that's going to benefit a lot of people. This uh, I want people to understand that black people can come together and form a company and, and be just as successful as anybody else and work together without any turmoil or any confusion. And and just and, and produce good stuff, good work, and and that's 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 the main goal here. It, it, it's not really even based on money. The money will come. We're trying to do something to affect change. We're trying to do something to include uh, minorities and make people feel that they are represented. That's our main goal. The money will be there. And it's not even a, a, a thought
0: right now. So, end of the day, Kevin Bookman, mm-hmm. what is the message you have for the world? The message that we have. Our motto, as, as a company,
1: KB1 Entertainment LLC, is inclusive diversity. Everybody can be a hero if you just dare to dream.
0: Now, where can the people who listening that's interested now they want to read the Beyonders? Where can they find that book? It's on Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com, Google Play, and ebook. All right. So, thank you all for tuning in to the Di Thoughts by the Di. We've been here with Kevin Book author of Beyonders, Genesis. Close it out for us, Kevin. Hey, go get the book. Check it out. Check out, uh, be on the lookout for
1: our YouTube channel. Um, Be on the lookout for Volume 2, and the movie is definitely
0: coming, and it's going to be hot. All right, thank y'all for tuning in. Peace.